Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have... We have Evan Gao. Yes. Story Origin. Yes. It was a great interview. I learned a lot about Story Origin origin that I didn't know. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great site and uh, one that really has a lot of analytics and some great information. Yeah, he talked about like how to get started with you if you haven't used it. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about like using a preview, reader magnets, mm-hmm. um, some of the trends that he see like coming trends like serialization and gamification. Um, We talked a lot about um, using different features. It has, it has a ton of features, but one Mm -hmm. of them that you were kind of interested in was the using it for arc readers. Right. Right. And so, yeah. So lots, lots of good stuff coming Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's been going on with you this week? Well, I have been doing a little writing, not as much as I would like, of course, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. like, that should be like our theme. Yeah. Writing, but not as much as we'd like. Yeah. Um, Actually, we sort of talked about this before we got on here, and I was like, I don't want to talk about that. I know. So, <laughs> so we're skipping right over that. <laughs> and we're going to go to, um, I went to see Death on the Nile. Yes. And um, didn't really. She didn't enjoy like it. it. No, I have. I liked it. She didn't, but I wasn't familiar with the story. So yeah, and I think that's part of it. Is just yeah. that I I know the source material and. I don't know, like how long have you got? I mean, I've got so many <laughs> thoughts and things about it, but um, yeah, I was I I left and I thought I don't want to go see a angry, cold, almost bitter Perot with this yeah. melancholy backstory. He's yeah, a flat yeah. arc character, and I think yeah. that's what annoys me is like in the books he doesn't have this huge backstory line, yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's a need to give him that. Like I thought yeah. about how I felt when I left after seeing Knives Out compared to this one. Yeah. This one was just a downer, like all yeah. the way around. I was like, yeah, it was a downer. Goodness. It was. Yeah. I'm so glad to get out of there. And there were a lot of, there were some funny kind of light comments yeah. in the movie, you know, like funny lines and like nobody in the theater laughed. So I don't know if it was just the theater I was in or just, I don't know what it was, but it was not like, I didn't leave going, oh yeah, I want to go see another pro movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. people will be surprised to know I haven't been to the movie this week. So, oh, and uh, yeah. why is that? Mostly because there's nothing I want to see. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> well, what I thought was funny was I, I actually enjoyed quite a few of the previews and usually yeah. I don't like the previews, but I'm looking forward to several movies now. And some of them yeah. romantic comedies. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I'm so, excited. What about you? What's about the same? On you? About the same as far <laughs> as writing goes. And uh, uh, when this comes out next, on Tuesday, I'm leaving Wednesday to go to Italy yes. for ten days. And so I, you know, I've been trying to get a few things done mm-hmm. for that. It's hard to pack when you don't really know exactly the weather and I've never been. And so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, of course, you know, everything would have to happen the week before we leave, you know, as far mm-hmm. as just unrest in Eastern Europe, I know. I know. but, um, I feel very, I feel confident that we'll be fine. And, yeah. um, so yeah, just now is the, the biggest hurdle now is we have to pass our COVID test before we can 
mm-hmm. go, but I'm not worried about that. I've been really careful. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. nothing much going on here. I just, oh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel no. uh, started, the new season started last Friday. And so they had two episodes. And I think tonight there are two, because we're recording this on Friday. I think tonight mm-hmm. there are two more episodes. But interesting little tidbit the girl that's on my uh, cover for Homecoming King, her yeah. name is Jolie Irvine. And she is in it as one of the oh, wow. How strippers, <laughs> as How one of the strippers and, <laughs> and dancers in the movie in the show this season, and uh-huh. I guess we'll be in for next season because I've been seeing her posting about recording. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I saw her in the background on the second episode, and I w- I couldn't really see her face because they kind of just panned past mm-hmm. the room. But I was like, that looks like her. And then she posted something. I was like, I thought I saw you. So um, that's wow. kind of, you know, just an yeah. interesting little thing. But I love The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's, I love it. I think it's so funny and interesting. And yeah, yeah I, that's when I haven't watched. So I need to watch yeah. it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd like it, but you might. But I'll give it a try. <laughs> Um, so there was one other thing I was going to mention is my cozy course is on sale. Oh, yay. It comes out. It, you can go to sarahrosette.com backslash cozy, right. and that will take you there. It's on sale, uh, discount, discounted price until March 11th. Right. So this was the sale I was supposed to have in January and just got overwhelmed with releases and writing and, and translations and stuff. Yeah. So this yeah. is actually on sale now. So you can go there and you have, you're going to be yeah, doing consulting, I'm, right? Yes. I'm still honoring the hundred dollars off uh, for anybody that listens to the podcast. So if you hear the podcast and you contact me and tell me you heard it, uh, heard about it on the podcast, uh, then I, uh, and you can contact me through my website, um, then I will honor the hundred dollars off the consulting price. Okay. Well, yeah, I've had lots a few going papers on. And I'm, yeah, I love I love doing it. it. It gets me all jazzed up. So, um, yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, well, we should get on with the interview. Yes, let's do. All right. So here's Evan. all right. Today we are super excited to have Evan Gal with us today. Hi, Evan. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're yeah. so glad you're here. This is going to be very interesting for our listeners, I'm sure. Yeah, lots of good stuff. So let me read your bio, and then we'll get into the questions. Evan Gao is an indie developer of Story Origin, a marketing tool and community of authors that work together to find reviewers, build mailing lists, increase sales, and stay on top of deadlines, which mm. we all need. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So how did you get started working with writers, Evan? Um, so originally... Uh, so I used, so I used to write short stories and stuff back in high school. So I, I I had an interest in writing from a young age and then, uh, in college, I got interested in entrepreneur entrepreneurship and like, uh, building startups and then worked for a few years and I wanted to, uh, uh, start my own thing. So I, when I left my previous role, what I wanted to do was get back into writing and Mm -hmm. to, um, also build tools for writers. So I went and I talked to a few authors and sort of learned about their process. And I heard, you know, I use, you know, 
I use this thing to build my mailing list and, you know, deliver my, my book files. And I use this other thing to like find reviewers and, and track things. And then I use uh, this other, you know, some combination of like Facebook groups and Google forms for doing newsletter swaps. And then I use something else for my universal book links and then (laughs) some combination of like word and email or Google docs or something for my beta copies. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. (laughs) So you have like, have like eight different logins, five different spreadsheets. And I was like, this all sounds like too much. Mm -hmm. So, um, so then I started building story origin and quickly that took over a hundred percent of my time. So I did not get to get back into writing, get into writing like the way that I was planning. Um, so I was a little bit naive on that front, but yeah, that's, that's how I started. Okay. Well, that is interesting. And that's very yeah. true. You end up with it so is. many tools yeah. and um, things to help you. So yeah, I can see how a consolidated option could be really nice. So you said you mentioned um, writing short stories. So do you still want to get back into writing once you have a free moment? <laughs> yes, I, I would. I would love to get back into writing. I, you know, I'll, I have like, I have my, you know, I've got my little note keeping app on my phone. I'm like, this would make for a great idea. <laughs> Whenever yeah. I've got the time to write again. Um, uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah, no, I would, I would love to get back into writing someday. That's great. That's great. So what do you wish authors knew about your field, about story origin, about what you do? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, one thing that a lot of authors who are writing, um, you know, and I think this is, this is becoming a less common thing, but I, I think it's still a lot of authors that, you know, their plan is I'm going to write a book. I'm going to put it out there. And then people are just going to to find it and buy it. And, wow. you know, I'll be able to make up, make money from doing that. Um, and it's, you know, it kind of was like that. A, a, a while ago at the very beginning of like indie publishing and self-publishing and uh, where you could just like, you know, just put a book up on Amazon. And because you were just one of a, f- you know, handful of people that were, you know, self-publishing and putting stuff out on Amazon, like, yeah, that did kind of work. And I think a lot of people kind of saw like, oh, okay. And then that got promoted too much. Right. And now like everybody, and now like a lot, of, a lot more people are in it. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't work that way anymore. You you do need to actually and actively um, work on the you know marketing side of your business, which mm-hmm. is you know if you're a writer, you have a business, you have a product, which is your books, and you have the marketing that you know helps you to actually um, sell books. So you've got to you've got to really focus on both things. You can't you can't have one without the other. As long as you're trying to actually you know, make it, make a, make a substantial income from it. Um, you, you do need to focus on the marketing pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Sarah and I agree completely. That's why really we started this podcast um, because I think that that is something that people now do know, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. They don't know, you know, how to get things going. And, and so I'm, I'm glad there are companies like yours out there to help people with that. 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. Um, I, you know, I started building story origin a few years ago and the landscape for self publishers in terms of, you know, you know, you, you needed to, to do so much of this stuff on your own or, you know, figure out some, some combination of, like I was saying, like, you know, Google Docs and Google form, like using forms and spreadsheets and, and like cobbling together, like, you know, download links from Google Drive and stuff like this. And um, uh, it was all very much a, okay, I've got to figure out all these different things. Um, and it's kind of wild to me that I've basically helped push the envelope on a lot of that thing, those things, making it uh, substantially easier mm-hmm. for a lot of people to figure out the, you know, the self-publishing, the business side of self-publishing. Um, it just doesn't seem like me as an individual ought to be able to sort of <laughs> push like a whole sort of industry <laughs> like into the future. I'm like, it's, you know, 2022. Why is it, why yes. is it that like I can actually like move the needle on anything here? Right. <laughs> like we've had software for a long time now. Right. Um, yeah. It's only sort of, you know, starting to mature with stuff like story origin that's helping. So uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know that that is that surprises me in a way that <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't I shouldn't well, but that's the beauty of that's the beauty of the world right now is like yeah. one person can write and publish a book and become a sensation in a certain genre and one person can see a problem and fix it I mean you yeah. know and it's it's amazing and it's very cool so yeah so is there anything that you wish you'd known about indie publishing or working with authors looking back? <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there's anything that I wish I would have known. Um, I guess I, I will say though, that like, I think one thing that I was naive about when I was <laughs> starting out was like, it's going to be a rocket ship and it's, you know, gonna, <laughs> you know, it's going to be huge immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but hardly anything is ever like that. Right. It's like, you know, (laughs) it take it, you know, it, 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 it takes, you know, a decade to be an overnight success or whatever is is the saying. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that is so true. And I think that enough people don't really, um, internalize that to the degree that they ought to. And I certainly did not. Um, I, you know, I, would say though that you do need a little bit of that naivete to get started because mm-hmm. if you don't think that what you're going to do is going to become something that is you know that that is that is doing really well and you think that you know you're only ever going to be really doing it for yourself um you you kind of want that expectation that it's going to do really well right um mm-hmm in order to get started. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I would say like, you need a little bit of the naivete that's going to be really huge, but you also need to temper that with, it's going to be a marathon and not a sprint. And it's going to take, it's going to take time. And I just have to keep at it. Like I can't just, if I don't see immediate success within the first two or three weeks or whatever, (laughs) um, it's, you know, (laughs) it, 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 it never comes that fast for anybody. Um, 
and so, so you, yeah, you just have to, you have to keep at it. That's great. That's a great answer. What do you see authors doing because they think they have to, but they're not seeing that thing is not producing results for them. Um, I, I would say, I think uh, there's, there's a lot of things that authors that are much later in their stages that they're doing where like, okay, now I've got all these complicated, you know, onboarding sequences. I have like a bunch of different welcome sequences for all these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I do like super complicated segmenting of my audiences and all these different things like uh, like because one of the things that story origin does is helps authors build their mailing lists Mm -hmm. so what i see usually is a lot of authors sort of creating roadblocks for themselves to getting started by thinking that they need all this really complex setup yeah um and you 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 don't you don't need it uh just start the hardest part of like starting to build your newsletter and stuff is is the getting started part and just getting over that initial hump of sending an email out to people right. um whatever way you get there get there don't let don't let you know oh i need these these complex you know uh funnels and things uh, stand in your way like what i recommend is you know you've you you put together uh, a reader magnet, which is usually, you know, a 10 to 20,000 word sort of short story prequel mm-hmm. to your book or your series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have that when um, people want to sign up to your mailing list, they get that free story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you might have a welcome sequence and it can just be one email. Hey, <laughs> thanks yep. for getting my download. Yep. Um that's not necessarily what I recommend that you have. I would recommend having something a little bit more fleshed out in a welcome sequence. Um, but don't let the, I need some really detailed, complicated welcome sequence thing stop you from just having a thank you email mm-hmm. and starting with that and just and just like get started sending regular newsletters out. I didn't have a welcome sequence for my mailing list for a very long time. Um, and so you don't even need one of those to get started. Mm-hmm. I would just say like, yeah, I mean, don't, don't, don't let those, don't let all the recommendations that you get from authors about all the different things that you need to be doing, stop you from starting at the smallest step. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Think, I agree. Yeah. Go ahead. Sarah. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think that is so true. And as somebody who mm-hmm. loves to complicate, over complicate <laughs> things, I, I totally understand that. But I, I did the same thing when I first started out. I had a giveaway, a, a thing that gave away, and I had a one email that responded to it and said, "Thank you." You know, when people signed up, here's your thing, and that was all I had for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I took a class one time, and this woman said, uh, "Just make your," she called them "get started choices." Like, make a choice and get started, and that's right. very important because, especially now, where there's like so many, so many options. Right. That we can feel a little overwhelmed. So maybe right. just make a choice, get started, keep it simple, and then you can add to it later. That's right. really true. Right. Uh, you have mentioned 
like that Story Origin does news. I think this is a good time for us to tell our listeners what exactly it is Story Origin does because people may not be familiar with it. So they they help with newsletter building. What else? What other services do you offer? Yeah. So so like I was saying, so um like when I was starting Story Origin, there were there were you basically used have to, you know, use a bunch of different services to do right. all the different things that Story Origin does. It's sort of a one-stop shop. So you can use Story Origin for your reader magnets. Mm-hmm. Those are those those freebies that you give away when someone signs up to your mailing list. And Story Origin automatically handles helping the reader get the download on whatever their preferred reading device is. And you can integrate it with your email service provider. So their contact info is sent directly to your MailChimp or MailerLite or whatever email service provider you're using. Um, you don't necessarily need to use an integration. It just makes life easier. Um, the second thing would be like review copies. Those are, you know, books that you give out for free and the expectation that someone is going to leave a review for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, when someone uh, applies for one of your review copies, they would say like where they're planning to leave a re- review, like Amazon, Goodreads, BookBub, other retailers. Um, and if they say they're going to leave a review on like Amazon or BookBub or Goodreads or whatever, they would also leave the link to their reviewer profile. So mm-hmm. you can check out, okay, has this person actually reviewed other books in my genre? And then you can also see stats for how many books they've been approved to read on Story Origin before. Oh, okay. So if they've been approved for 10 review copies on Story Origin, they've completed the process for nine of them. Well, then I can be relatively confident that they're actually going to read and leave a review for my book. Mm-hmm. Um, or I might see, oh, they've only completed one out of 10. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give this person um, the free book. Right. So right. Story right. Origin completely leaves you in the driver's seat about who you want to approve to download like your review copies. Um, then there's universal book links, you know, help direct readers to whatever their preferred readings, uh, preferred retailer is to buy, you know, books from, um, you can do the same thing with universal audiobook links. Um, story origin also has uh, beta copy features. So, um, people would apply for access to the beta copy. You can, you send the link out to whoever you want to get it. Um, they would apply for access. Then you grant access to whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might ask questions when they're applying for a beta copy, like, you know, how many books have you read in this genre or what have you? Um, and then they actually have to, uh, they have to read chapter one and leave uh, feedback on chapter one before they can read chapter two. Okay. So, um, so basically they have to leave feedback on each chapter as they're going through the book, rather than like handing someone the entire manuscript and then being like, what do you think? And they're like, it was great. And you're like, mm-hmm. I need a little more yes. feedback than, yes. than that. So you can, you basically, they, they have to leave feedback as they're reading through the book rather than just like reading the whole thing yeah. and saying it was great. Right. Um, right. And store origin also has a, a goal trackers feature for uh, like tracking word counts and stuff. And you can also organize lots of cross promotions with other authors doing newsletter swaps and group promos where, you know, you've got a mailing list. I've got a mailing list will uh, promote each other's books and stuff. So that was a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can but, see. I think um, that's great. Yeah. 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 And I was going to um, say, because I have my fingers crossed, because that's how I remember <laughs> to ask questions. Um, the beta thing. So can you differentiate for our listeners? Like, mm-hmm. what is the difference between the beta mm-hmm. service and the ARC service? Yeah. 
Okay. So um, a beta copies are when you're looking to get feedback on your manuscript when it's still in a draft form, when you're yeah. like, basically you need, you need feedback and then you're going to go back and you're going to go and you're going to make edits. Mm-hmm. Um, the review copies feature is for helping you get reviews on, you know, review platforms like Goodreads or BookBub and getting reviews across retailers like Amazon, Google, Apple, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the review copies feature is something that you would use when you've got a final draft of your manuscript done. You don't, you know, you can send out review copies, which might have, which might not be like a final, final version. Right. Um, right. Uh, but you do want to make sure that there is, you know, it's pretty well polished because these are people that you're expecting to leave reviews for you on retailers and review platforms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can you can add a note to your review copy like, hey, this is still going to go through like a, you know, a line editor or something. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, ignore typos because those will be those will be fixed in the next couple of weeks before I actually hit the publish button. Right. Um but um yeah, the the review copies feature there is more for like once you've you you've got, you know, all the plot and structure and all that stuff done and you might just have some little nits that you're still going to do you're going to tweak before um actually publishing it. So on the beta, do they like they only get one chapter at a time? I mean, is that what you're saying? You as the author can upload the whole manuscript all mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. Um and then a beta reader will apply for access to read it and you you can set a deadline on how long they have to read it too right and right. and and so they 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 get access to reading the first chapter mm-hmm. and as soon as they read it and leave feedback on it then they can read chapter two oh, okay. okay okay so there's a the, there's a reader that's built into story origin for the beta copies feature specifically there's a reader that's built in that basically they only get access to the additional comment as they leave feedback on each previous chapter. Oh, okay. I love that. Um, I, and I do love the comments. One of the best um, developmental edits, beta reads kind of things that I got one t- was at the end of each chapter, the person said, this is what I see you saying. And this is where mm. I see you going. If you're not going those places, you might want to change this. Right. Because and that was so helpful because there were a couple of times I was like, no, no, that's not where I'm going. So I had to read, I had to look at it again. So right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or if you're or if you're writing like, you know, a mystery or something, you might be thinking like, oh, I'm I'm setting all these things up and I'm littering these throughout the chapters. And like, oh, you ought to be able to tell from all these things that I'm putting in here. Like you ought to be able to tell this is what's happening. Right. Um, and then you, you know, it, with the beta copies feature, you can insert questionnaires between chapters too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Wow. so someone can leave feedback on each chapter and you can ask them questions on a chapter by chapter basis. But then between chapters, you might want to put a questionnaire like, oh, over chapters, one through five, did you tell that I was setting this thing up? Mm-hmm. And they might go, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, oh, okay. okay. Oh, I guess I didn't word. make that yeah. quite as obvious as I thought I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I can see why that's such an extensive list of features and I can mm-hmm. see why it's taken 
all your time. <laughs> grown. Yes, so yes. since you've done so much with this, do you see um, any commonalities in writers who have been successful over the long haul with this? I mean, do you, I don't know how in depth you're able to keep track of or how much you're able to see through story origin, but do you have any um, commonalities you see? Um, y- utilizing it is the number one uh, tool to success on story origin. <laughs> um, I will say there are plenty of people who sign up to story origin, um, and then, and then don't really utilize it mm-hmm. and then don't see any results. <laughs> right. It's kind of like you sign up for the class, but you never go through the lesson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, so like, I mean, honestly, it's really just a matter of like, okay, where should I start? If you start with write a reader magnet, you know, that, you know, that freebie story that you're going to give away to people, put that up, join some group promotions. Mm -hmm. So for people who aren't familiar with group promotions, the way those work are, let's say you, me and 20 other authors, we all, um, we all write, you know, in the same genre, we're all going to list our books on a single landing page together. And then we all drive traffic to that landing page. And then we all basically benefit from um, our audiences seeing everyone's books together. So those group promotions can be for various things. So they can be for your reader magnets where you're building your mailing list. They can be for universal book links where you're trying to increase your sales. They might be for your review copies where everyone's trying to find more reviewers together, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Start with the reader magnet feature start building your mailing list. Um, Join a few giveaway type group promos where you and other authors are all promoting your reader magnets together and you start to build your mailing list up. And then that mailing list, as you build it up, becomes uh, really valuable because you can then utilize that. You You can create review copies on Story Origin where you are then sending your newsletter out to you know your subscribers and you say hey you can pick up my review copy at store origin if you apply for it here mm-hmm. um and so that mailing list isn't just about like you know pushing sales of your books you right. you can use it to find your champions right mm-hmm. your people who want to see you succeed as an author so those people that are willing to you know become a reviewer for you or you know even become a beta reader for mm-hmm. you um and so you can you can utilize you know sort of that that infrastructure that store origin helps you put in place to manage all of those relationships with your readers in, in that those ways. So okay. so I would I would start for for the author that's just starting out. I would say you know start with the remagnet, start building your mailing list, and then you can you can u- utilize the other features as you um, start to need them. Right, right. That's great, and I love the word champion. I I love <laughs> that uh, because you do want those. You want you know, we hear them called super fans or mm-hmm. whatever, but I love the word champion. I think yeah. that that's awesome. Um, I have a question though, because when I uh, was starting out back in se- uh, 2017, I built a 1200 person email before the book came out with a preview of my book. Mm-hmm. So three chapter preview. So mm-hmm. I tell that story and people are like, does that still work? And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't do, I haven't done that. So do you see previews working or is it something that's just not working anymore? Um, previews, previews work. Uh, it's, I will say, I would say if you don't a whole have, book works better, <laughs> a, a, a whole, a whole book, book works better. I mean, what I will say is you don't, you don't need to be giving away like a whole book. Um, 
a lot of people think of a book as being, you know, like 50,000 words yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I will say what works better is a full story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that a sample of a book doesn't work. That's mm-hmm. just, it's just that a, a full story will be more effective. Right. Um, and the reason that I say that is like when someone comes to your landing page where they can sign up to your mailing list and get a freebie from you, mm-hmm. um, the percentage of people that will want to get that freebie if they know that they're getting a full story is much higher than the percentage of people that they see that it's just a sample of a book. Mm-hmm. They're just going to get the first you know, two or three or four chapters or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're less likely to actually sign up to your mailing list just to get that sample. Right. Um, so right. the conversion rate on a sample is smaller than the conversion mm-hmm. rate on a full story, even if that right. full story is just, you know, a 10 to, 10 to 20,000 word short story. Right. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, look, again, to go back to something I was saying earlier, like knock down any roadblocks that you have for yourself in terms mm-hmm. of saying, I need to have this done before I can start. Why? Right, um, right. You know, so if you don't have a prequel short story uh, and it's going to take you, you know, six weeks or whatever, because of whatever other deadlines you might have going on, mm-hmm. um, like take take a sample of your first book, mm-hmm. like take a sample of your first three chapters, put that up mm-hmm. as a reader magnet, start building your mailing list. And then when you've got the, when you've got the short story ready, and mm-hmm. again, like we've been talking about, uh, like mostly I've been assuming here we're talking about fiction, but for nonfiction mm-hmm. authors, that might be like a little, your reader magnet might be something that's not a prequel short story, right? It, right, like, right, right. A mm-hmm. worksheet or, mm-hmm. you know, workbook or something for your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever it is, um, you know, whenever the whenever you've got that reader magnet ready, then you can start promoting that new thing, and you can and you can um, turn the, the you know put the brakes on the sample thing and start mm-hmm. promoting more of the the um, the other reader magnet. But yeah, I mean, if if you're looking, uh, you know, get started as soon as possible with your building your mailing list is what I Great. recommend, even yeah. ahead of your book being published. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's a, if, if, if a sample is, is all that you can do, do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Don't yeah, let, do don't too. let anything else stop you. Right. Um, yeah. you can write the prequel later. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very so good you, advice. Yeah, it really is because I do think you're right that, well, we see it too, but like people let things stop them from moving forward right. because I can't do the big thing. We'll try to figure out a smaller way to do the big thing. And yep. then when yep. you have time, do the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. All great. the time. Yeah. So you work with a wide range of authors and genres. Do you see trends? I mean, what's hot right now? I personally spend most of my time programming. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the programming is hot. So the, yes, the, the, the programming is hot. I don't pay too much attention between like the trends of various genres or subgenres or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, occasionally I will have authors that are like, Hey, Evan, can you add this? That, you know, the way that you, you, um, story origin works is like, you can fill, you know, you can find others authors to work on based on like tags for cross promotion. So you, mm-hmm. you might, you know, uh, you know, look for cross promotions that have the romance tag or might have the sci-fi or 
fantasy tag right, or something like right. that, right? Um, and you can combine those tags. So you might be looking for like clean romance or, mm-hmm. you know, um, cozy mystery or whatever. You can yeah, combine right. those in all sorts of ways. Um, occasionally I'll get an email from someone that's like, oh, you know, like uh, XYZ tag, you know, X- could you add like XYZ tag? Like this is a sort of newer genre that's like really growing. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I mean. mm-hmm. um, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll get requests like those, but I don't have any, like I'm mostly as a consumer, like read lit RPG, lit RPG. It's great. <laughs> I think it's blown up. Everybody should read that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has blown up. Yeah. <laughs> it has. Yes. That, that yeah. one is actually growing quite, uh, quite well. Yeah. Well, you've touched on this a little bit, but um, how have you seen indie publishing change since you started this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like like I was saying, uh, you know, a few years ago is, you know, kind of trying to cobble together a whole bunch of stuff to make all do all these things and make it all work. And it required a lot of time and spreadsheets Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. (laughs) building stuff on your own website and Mm -hmm. uh, and all, all of that complicated technical mess. Um, yeah, so, you know, store origins made that a lot easier. Um, the other thing I, I, you know, basically, you know, traditional publishing has also been like sort of, you know, on the decline. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is not anything new or surprising, but, um, you know, just over time, those publishing houses are doing less and less for, um, their authors in terms of helping them with the like marketing aspects right. and yeah. all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, so like, you know, story origin has becomes more valuable even to traditionally published authors as well, because those traditional publishing houses aren't doing as much work for those authors. So oh, those okay. traditional pu- published authors, they need to, they need to do a lot more of their, their own marketing. Um, and so, yeah, that's where, you know, tools like storage and stuff have have become valuable to you know regardless of what what way you you're publishing okay well that's good to know that that's great that uh because it does give them a a way to affect their career mm-hmm. i think right it right. gives them a little more control yeah, yeah a little more control a little more control so do you see anything coming on the horizon that's going to be exciting for publishing um no, nothing, nothing <laughs> huge in particular. I know. Um, Isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah. It's yeah. like since about 2016, 17, there's been nothing super new, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, you know, like Amazon's finally getting into, you know, serial publishing with, you know, Canabella and um, I mean, that's been, that's been on the rise over the, you know, over the years with other platforms, you know, there's been lots of platforms in serial publishing that have been, uh, you know, usually a lot of them will focus on like different genres. So like, you know, there's a couple popular ones for romance or there's a couple popular ones for like, you know, fantasy stuff. Um, right. And then there's, so it's, I mean, I think that's, that's sort of, that's sort of on the rise, but it's also, it's, I think there's a different kind of, profile for the person that reads mm-hmm. serialized fiction rather yeah. than you know people that read books mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see you know whether or not um you know how that how that works out for for authors that work right in certain genres rather than other genres because you know all the all the consumers of a of let's say you know 
one genre tend to be older people. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be as interested in something like serialized fiction right. where they're, you know, using an app and they're, you know, they have like coins and whatever else. Right. And then. <laughs> right. You got to figure like, out the coins. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and you, you, you got to do all these, you got to do like, you can't just buy the coins. You got to do these things or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you get some free coins and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so I think, I think some of that's like going to be, it'll be interesting to develop as like, um, you know, it'll work for some genres and not for others, just because the demographics of who tends to read those particular genres. Yeah. I also think it'll be interesting to see how authors who choose to do like serialized fiction can take that and make it, um, make it a product for their fiction readers, because honestly, there's just not a, I don't do it, but from what I've heard, there's just not a lot of crossover. They yeah. Readers either read serialized fiction or they read regular fiction, and there's not a ton mm-hmm. of crossover. And so for those authors that can figure it out, they could do a serialized thing and then make that a product for their novel readers. And right. so I feel like that's going to be, that would be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. 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 And I could see too in the future, like, Kind of the token thing makes me think of how certain things are becoming gamified. Like, you know, you read so many books and you get a, a badge or something, but like, like I know that like my dad, he reads, but he is, not, he does not care about getting a badge or a Mm-mm. reward or checking off all these boxes. So it'll be interesting to see like what genres that takes off in and which, or maybe what formats, you know, cause audible has certain rewards that you're certain I don't know what you call it, like levels or the achieve badges kind of, and things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I, I listen to plenty of audiobooks. I've got some of those little badges and things and I do not care about them. <laughs> me either. I'm like, just give me a free book. I don't, I don't care about your badges. I just want a free book. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I mean, it's cool to see like, Oh, I, I got like, I listened to X number of hours or whatever. I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. But it's mm-hmm. not like, that's not going to be hook me into reading the next book. Like, no, what hooks me, me into reading the next book is that like there's a book that I want to read. Yes, exactly. <laughs> book itself. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The new exactly. book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always like to ask everybody what this question about like what have you done? What's the best thing you've done to set yourself up for success? Do you think? My my newsletter for sure. Um, mm. I mean, I it's it's I I. I kind of practice what I preach, right? Like <laughs> story origin is for authors to like, I mean, a lot of authors start with story origin for building their mailing list and then branch out into the, like the reviewers and the universal book links and beta copies and all that stuff sort of later, but they get started with the building the mailing list and sending out the newsletters. Mm-hmm. I would, I would say that story origin would not be anywhere near as successful as it is. If I did not have that newsletter, um, just the ability to connect with people, um, on that sort of one-to-one basis and, um, you know, have a like actual personal connection and have a rapport with people that use story origin is incredibly valuable. Um, yeah. no, I went to, I went to, a, a conference for authors the other month and, you know, I had a little booth set up and I, I'm staying there and, and, for about eight hours straight, I had people coming up to me saying like, Hey, Evan, it's great to meet you. Like, in person, I'm like, 
wow, this is so awesome. Um, so like, and that would not be the case if I were just some mysterious man behind right. a curtain, just right. building features and like releasing them and like having a blog of here's XYZ feature that was updated this past week. Right. Um, right. You know, like my, I mean, I do put that stuff in my newsletter because like, that's what authors want to know. Um, but I also put like, here's a picture of me. I ordered, I thought I was ordering a single bottle of soy sauce because uh, that was the product image. But then I got a pack of 12 because I didn't yeah. read the description. Yes. <laughs> so here's me holding up my 12 bottles of soy sauce. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I put that kind of stuff in my newsletter too. And it's like, I actually have, you know, personal relationships with people that, that use story mm. origin. It, makes it so much easier for people to feel like they can reach out to me too right. with like, Hey, you know, Evan, like here's a suggestion for X, Y, Z feature thing. Um, because they have a personal connection with me. Um, and, and that means that I can make the software better yes. uh, because people aren't afraid to, they're, they're not going to get some, they're not going to go to some black hole you know, no, no reply inbox there. They get it from, they get, you know, they get emails from my email address and right. when they reply, they get me and I respond to them. Um, yeah. So, so I think that has been so important to both, you know, building relationships with people and then also just improving story origin as a whole too. Yeah. That's great. I think that's so true because I've gotten to the point now that, you know, I'll get an email from a new company or, you know, a pitch for some uh, software or something. And if I have, like, if I have not met them, heard them, seen them in groups, you know, if I don't know that they're, they're, they're real people behind the company, that just makes me a little more leery now. Right. So I think that that's really important, especially now. Yeah. Especially in the publishing industry, particularly. Yes. Um, <laughs> because how many authors have been scammed for how many years, you know, um, by, you know, vanity publishers or what have right. you. And it's just the credit, the credibility that anyone starting a company in uh, the publishing industry has is like, it's negative. You don't start out from zero. You start out from a hole in the ground and you have to climb your way out of it. You have it. to earn your way out. Yeah. 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 You don't, you don't start off with people having a neutral uh, impression of you. You start off with people having a negative impression negative. of you. Oh my <laughs> you gosh. Have to, funny. You have to yeah. prove that. No, I'm not trying to just take your money or whatever right, right. and run away with it. Right. Um, so story origin, like, Story Origin itself was in an open free beta for a very long time <laughs> where authors could just use all of the features for free um, mm. and, and just like test drive it. Cause I'm, I'm like, look, I want to build, I want to build, uh, I want to have like a maniacal mm. product focus. I don't want to worry about like billing and refunds and accounting and all that mm. stuff. Yeah. Like, I want to focus on building the best products for authors across a huge range of things. I don't want to just like do everything so so. I want to have like the best of the best and everything. Right. So so I I did not make money for a very very long time. And <laughs> um and I I could do that cuz I was, you know, I I saved a lot of money and like I was very uh, my wife and I were very very frugal. Um 
and, and like all that time also allowed me to build up credibility in the author community that like, I am actually building features and shipping things and helping authors. And like, I am just a human (laughs) (laughs) actually, you know, open to responding to emails and trying to, trying to do things better. Uh, That's great. I I love that. And I think that that is super smart. And um, I know that people speak very highly of your company. So I think you've, you've done it. So there you go. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I mean, that is, that is, that is one thing. Like, I mean, story origin grows mostly through word of mouth. Um, So it's not, you know, I don't, I don't spend a a ton of money or anything. It's, you know, mostly authors saying, Hey, I've used storage and I found it really helpful. Like it's worth investing in it, even though it's, you know, it's 10 bucks a month or a hundred dollars per year. It's like, you know, it's not a, it's very affordable. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, most authors, uh, when I describe to them, here's everything that story origin does. They're like, okay, so this is going to be some insanely expensive software. I'm like, no, it's like 10 bucks a month. Or if you want to like save a, save a, save some money, like it's only a hundred dollars per year. You basically are getting two months free. And they're like, oh, that's very affordable. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, most authors tell me that I'm underpriced, but um, I like to keep it affordable because I don't want it to be out of reach for the author that is just starting out hasn't even you know published book one or whatever they just they they are they've worked out their work their reader magnet they're starting from a mailing list with zero people on it right and they just need to get some traction and i want it to be affordable to that person as well yes well uh, you know as someone that started out with no money I, we appreciate that so that's great well it's been awesome having you here can you tell people where they can find out more about story origin and you and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Story Origin is at storyoriginapp.com. Um, you can also join the Story Origin Authors Facebook group. And uh, if you hit the contact page on Story Origin, you will see my email address is right there. Uh, it's my personal email address. If you send me an email, I will get it and I will respond to you. <laughs> um, and my inbox is always open. So uh, yeah, anyone that any has questions, always welcome to, to reach out to me. All right. Well, thank well, you. Great. Thank you again. Yes. Yeah. Thanks yeah. so much for having me on. Yes, it's been great. And we'll have all the links at wishihadknownthempodcast.com. And thanks to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast and to Adriel Wiggins for all the admin. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.